Welcome to Untangle, the podcast from Meditation Studio. I'm your host, Patricia Karpus. In this series, we introduce you to real people with extraordinary stories and experts who have devoted their lives to teaching and helping others through meditation. In today's episode, I interview Jessica Emich. Jessica is the firstborn of triplets, a restaurant owner, chef, mom, and co-author of a new book called Eat, Drink, Shine. She talks about how she's integrated meditation into her life and how it helps with her relationship with her sisters, her employees, and her children. She's one of these people you talk to and immediately want to up your game. She's incredibly focused, productive, positive, and inspiring. Before we begin, we'd love your suggestions for guests or stories. Email me at patricia at meditationstudioapp.com. Now, here's Jessica's story. Jessica, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Yeah. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy. I don't even know where to begin with you because <laughs> your story is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little bit of background on where you grew up and sort of your your a little bit of your childhood story so people will understand from whence you've come. So... For one, I'm one of triplets, Um, so three of us born the same day. We were born in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. You were the first. I was the first. (laughs) And um, along with that, we have an older brother. He's three years, about three and a half years older, and he has a handicap. But he's such a love, and we're all extremely close. And, you know, he's in a wheelchair now, and we're still very connected. You're a chef, a restaurateur, you're a meditator and a yogi also, and a mom. Mm -hmm. How did your upbringing influence your desire to do all of those things? Well, for one, watching my mom do it. Mm -hmm. She worked. Oh, was she in the restaurant business? She was not. She was a nurse, actually, in um, Columbia Presbyterian in New York City, and you know, the intensive care unit. And she, so she worked the graveyard shift and then would come home and get us ready for school and get us off to school. And then I would imagine go to sleep. Right. (laughs) But then she'd be there to pick us up. Wow. (laughs) You know, all of that. And our dad worked, you know, full time as well. And it was just as I got older, seeing the realization of how much that they did in order to just make our family and our home life feel, um, when I say normal, I mean, it was chaotic, but yeah. they wanted us to have, you know, things. And, you know, we had a small house. We, the three of us shared a room, but yet there was just so wow. much love woven yeah. through everything. And so I think seeing that kind of strength helped me just dig deeper and deeper because we all have it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, just a matter of accessing that and believing in yourself. And um, I think having that as an example really helped. So you came from a very loving family with a deep commitment to work and service. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to like integrate meditation into your life? Like when did that begin for you? So yoga started first for okay. me. Um, it was actually towards my last years of college. You know, it was like some people were doing yoga. It was like a form of exercise. And I started um, doing yoga then. Mm-hmm. And I loved um the vinyasa, the flow. And it was more than exercise to me, but I I knew there was something different about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But it took me actually taking a meditation class. It was at the yoga workshop Mm -hmm. about 15 years ago. 
because I was like, okay, I sit at the end of my yoga class a little bit, but I really want to dive into this meditation Mm. piece. And she started us off at like five minutes and then 10 and then 30, then 45. And it was like this place that I went to. And what I found is it was it was hard for me to get on the mat and meditate. But once I did, I can easily drop in. Was it breath meditation or focused? It was breath meditation. um, And then it was like bringing in an intention. So focusing on an intention. And that worked for me Mm -hmm. then. That was a very good introduction. And then it um, evolved into my own way of meditating. Um, And then there's been many iterations since. Well, I think what's so interesting about meditation and any kind of mindfulness practice is that the beauty of the practice is what happens off the mat or off the cushion, right? Those deep breaths you can take when you're in the middle of chaos. You came to Boulder. Did you come here with your sisters? I came here with Jill, one of my sisters. And then when we settled into the realization that we were going to open a restaurant, which was about a year after we moved here, we called Jen up and said, this is going to be all consuming. We're doing this. We want you to do it with us. Will you come? And she said, I'll come. Okay. So these sisters are Jen, Jessica, and Jill. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're all in Boulder. And now we're all in Boulder. And the restaurant that you have now was not your first restaurant. No, we had our first restaurant. We actually opened up when we were 24 uh-huh. called Trilogy. Right. And that was um, a restaurant and a music venue um, as well. We do music at Shine also. But it was a little more of a late night thing. We opened at five. We did dinner. We did late night. And then the back where the bands were got, you know, pretty wild. Yeah. And it was a great time. And we had that for about 10 years. And then we, you know, we knew it was time to shift gears. So so one of the reasons I am loving being here with Jessica is she is the chef at my favorite restaurant in Boulder. It's called Shine. And it's 100% gluten-free, which is unique in the mm-hmm. country. And mostly organic. Tell local. Us a little, local. So t- right towards the end yeah. of Trilogy, for me personally being in the kitchen, so many people started coming in and they had allergies or restrictions and intolerances. And there were all these words going around like, I'm allergic. I'm, I'm kind of allergic. I'm intolerant. You know, Dairy free. I'm, I'm dairy free. I'm gluten free. And I started to feel this responsibility as a chef to really understand what they were talking about. Yeah. And so I started digging in a little myself. And then it ended up in leading me to getting my master's in nutrition. And from there, I said, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this food thing, I really want to make sure that you know, what I'm serving is actually serving people. Where did that come from for you? Like that need to... Well, part of it was the restaurant business is not easy. So I needed to dig deeper in order. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want this to be my seva. I want it to be my service. I want it to be doing something good in the world. Um, And I think the desire for that did come from meditation, did come from that inner seeking and knowing and wanting to know that I want to have be a powerful like force on the planet. Mm. And I knew that I had the skill set to do this. But then where's the heart and the desire behind it? Like, yeah. I was like, I need that. Yeah. And you got your clarity from sitting. I did. I got yeah. so much clarity from sitting and feeling into like this huge desire to be a positive force. You know, I, I felt and I still do sometimes the sad and the suffering that goes on. And mm-hmm. this this is something that I'm like, I want to help and I don't want to preach and I don't want to, you know, tell people they're doing right or they're doing wrong. All I want to do is know that what I'm doing comes from my heart and from my Mm -hmm. core, that it's something that is that 
I believe is really helping people. And the restaurant business is also it's so hard. It's right? hard, and it's also there's a lot of consumption. You know, there's a yeah. lot of glassware and plates and you know energy used and food being you know. So it was like that part of it too is right. What does it really mean to source locally, and what does it really mean to support? local farmers really you right. know because you could be buying local but you have a middleman and they're not paying the farmer enough and all of this so it was like really educating myself and getting out there and talking to people um and saying how could we do this in a way that's that's yeah. not hurting but is helping so you made the transition from trilogy to shine and you brought your sisters along mm-hmm. with you and did they have that same sort of mission and service focus or you know, how are you all the same and they did in that? like for instance Jill does a lot of the marketing mm-hmm. as well as events and our events are definitely driven by bringing people in to share their gifts and their light um you know we have yoga classes in the back we even have people sit with for meditation in the back we have ritual in the back nice. and we've had salsa parties <laughs> and I heard that you were there and <laughs> having a great time and so you know it was really this place for community to yeah. show up and shine um, yeah and is that where the name comes from yes oh, nice. it's like through the food it's through people's you know have giving mm-hmm. people the opportunity to share their gifts and my sisters as well um we all meditate we all sit down on the mat and we all love to talk about what happens in those meditations mm-hmm. and you know, as you said, it's not something that always happens directly when you're sitting, but it's like the clarity that comes. Right. Um, and it's allowed us to really see each other yeah. more clearly and communicate more lovingly because we're sisters. I mean, right. it is not blissful all the time. No. You know? I think our meditation and our yoga has helped us really learn to navigate together in a way that was in each of our highest selves and also right. lovingly, even in the toughest of times. That's, um, it's so good to hear because in the restaurant business, in any business, we, you know, it's complicated and people bring their emotions and their moods and their stuff to the workplace. And so I can't even imagine what it must be like for the three, for the three of you, like you didn't have this kind of evolved consciousness, if you will, Mm -hmm. how would you get along with each other? I mean, what does happen when you get into conflict? I mean, it can be extremely hurtful because we know each other so well. We know it hurts and we know how to hurt each other. And then, but the breakthroughs are big because of that. And we've also learned to bring the messiness in. Like, I think there was times when we avoided it and we were afraid of it. And now we're like, okay, things are getting messy, but this is the shift. This is the change. And I think a lot of that courage and confidence in doing that came from, you know, every year we do a retreat together where we do a lot of meditation. We set intentions for the year and like magical stuff happens at those retreats all Just the, the time. Just the three of you or do Just you go to another of us. with a guide or a facilitator? You know, we go to this you... place in Arizona called Miraval uh-huh. and it's, um, it's like a spiritual resort, if yeah. you will. And there's so many magical places on the land and we meet with people that are there. Um, We take certain classes, like we do these, you know, hanging meditations and silks where it brings you back to the womb, which we definitely like everything started with that. (laughs) So then we have like all this stuff happening around that. And then, you know, we met this woman that introduced us and this was just last month to um, a meditation that was new to all three of us. And she invited us to her room and they taught us this certain kind of meditation. And the first thing they said when we sat down in the room with her was, you know, each of you are so important to this relationship and to your work. And like she said, all these things that we really needed to hear. And Mm. so there's just it's like it's 
it's a time and a space that we really open up our hearts Mm -hmm. and our souls really in order to recommit to each other as sisters and it really brings in even in the conflict like this beauty and this magic and and this evolution that we continue to be committed to so if you can pause and Mm -hmm. breathe and be rooted like you are that probably does impact your whole family and your mom and mm-hmm. you love being a mom. I love being love, a mom. Love, love, love. Mm-hmm. And so how does, how does sort of your meditation practice or just your mindfulness and spiritual practice help you as a parent? Well, um, for one, you know, I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. So it starts yeah. with finding the time. And I've, I've gotten on this really great path with my six-year-old that I want to share because usually she's up at like 6.15 and that's when I try to get up and it's before the two-year-old gets up at like seven. So, you know, I've had to incorporate Sophie, my six-year-old, into my practice because there's no way she's letting me get away after <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten this way, um, learned a way with her to help her sit um, and understand it's a quiet space Mm -hmm. and um i'm like do you understand like what this is you know and she's and and she's like well no you're just sitting quietly and i said you know when you're playing tag and you're running around and everything was chasing you and then like everything's so noisy and there's a bunch of kids yelling but then you hit home base and nobody can come (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yeah yeah i'm like this is home base so you can sit here and you could be quiet and feel really safe and And so I think it's been a really nice way to connect with her because it's our special time. The two-year-old, forget it. Mm. And as a mom, I mean, it does really help me, again, find my root, you know, find like my way of staying grounded when, you know, they're running around, they're making me crazy. They both need me, you know, all of this. And I think that... um, my communication is kinder with them, mm-hmm. really honoring who they are. You know, you have to have so much perspective as a parent because something that can like bother you that they do, then I remember like, but I used to do that. And right. I remember how I used to feel when I did that. Often parents want their children to be a certain way and kind of strive for what doesn't exist, which is a kind of perfection. And and then they see like each child is... it's totally different person so you couldn't how could you even define what does perfection even mean Mm -hmm. is it easier for you not to impose your stuff what you might imagine them to be or want them to be or dream for them to be just because you have this this awareness it does I mean and that's a very difficult one especially for me personally because I can be very hard on myself right and one thing I know about my kids is there's no hiding anything from them. So if I'm being hard on myself or I'm being, you know, self-critical, they feel that, they yeah. know that, and they internalize that. Mm-hmm. In me accepting them, it's me accepting myself. So right. Like they, yeah. they go hand in hand. Do you have a self-compassion practice? Well, I think a lot of my self-compassion comes from the way I meditate when I sit down and I'm feeling in a place of being critical of Mm. myself, I can sit down and um, feel into my soul. Like that's really what it is. There's this innate joy that I feel and this oneness that I feel. And I'm like, you know, of course I am this whole beautiful, you know, 
being, but I'm just one of all of these people having this experience, like kind of taking the emphasis off of myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's what that oneness feeling does for me. Like I'm like, okay, like my hair is frizzy. (laughs) Come on, you know, or like, you know, my like baby belly or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden it's just like when I feel this oneness, I'm like that just it just it drops away from me very yeah. quickly when I'm when I'm in my meditation. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I just think it's great that you have this practice that reminds you what's important. I mean, that's really what seems like you're rooted into, like that bigger picture of what's important so you don't get caught up into, you know, your daughter punching your arm or you're <laughs> somebody not showing up for work. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's hard to do that. Like you said, yeah. do you talk to a lot of other moms about their experiences, mothers? And do you find like that there are similarities in what you're kind of learning in the way you're raising your children or things that I you would do. like to impart to other moms? You know, I actually gravitate towards some of the moms that we parent in similar styles, whether it's around media or, you know, how we feed our kids or it just, you need that support because we're in a very like busy kind of loud world, you know, where kids are, you know, shown all this stuff. There's, you know, want to grow up so quickly and like, it takes a village really to preserve the childhood, I believe, Mm -hmm. and to support each other in making the right decisions. And people could either look at that and say, oh, wow, that looks like it's really going well, or, you know, they'll find their own way. So Mm -hmm. for me, I, I, especially with other mothers, I'm so sensitive to saying, oh, you should try this or this works or this works. Like it's such a sensitive thing because Mm -hmm. mothering is hard. You know, there's so many hard things. And nobody wants to be judged. Nobody wants to be judged or feel like they're not doing it right or they screwed up and they can't change it now. Or it's the worst feeling in the world. I have felt like that for sure. So, um, but I do love surrounding myself with mothers and parents that are parenting in a similar way because it really helps the support have you had a moment in your life that you thought or that you could describe as maybe being like the the biggest transition point for you from because i when i step back and i see you know you had a wonderful childhood love your sisters love your brother your mother and sounds like your father too like all very nurturing and present for you for the most part, even though your mom worked and your dad worked, but everybody, you know, it seemed like you had sort of a nice foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then your sister, you and your sister sort of traveled together in this journey Mm -hmm. with the restaurants and children and, and whatnot. Was there a moment where things fell apart? Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, for one, growing up with my brother, I mean, having my mom Mm -hmm. get this, you know, diagnosis, you know, his life expectancy was 25 Mm -hmm. and he is 40, 45 now. And he went to the Mayo Clinic two years ago and they said it's because of the direct care from his family, literally, because, you know, my, my parents still care for him. He's not in a home. My um, sister went through breast cancer Mm -hmm. and you know, the very moment literally that she was in the hospital going through her treatment. Um, I was in the hospital giving birth to my first baby. And so that was very difficult for us, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, there was like this, this push pull of, you know, me being in a very joyful time in my life, but feeling guilty around the joy and, you know, her going through, going through her struggle. And, you know, I took my then, you know, three, four, week old, literally baby, to the hospital um, week after week for my sister's treatments. 
like we have been through it and we continue to go through it with, mm -hmm. you know, family stuff and it's the way we navigate together mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean it's easy, but I think there's this commitment to yeah. continuing to like try to rise up and do the best we can. Um, but yeah, definitely fall apart, get ugly, like yeah. for sure. And those have been turning points for you because they, have. they changed. They changed my relationship with my sisters. Yeah. They changed, you know, seeing their strength reminds me of the strength in myself. Mm -hmm. And also um, seeing, you know, this child come in and yeah. how she could be the light and in such a dark time and a scary yeah. time. And um, we probably wouldn't have even opened Shine if, it, if that hadn't happened. Like we really recommitted to doing it in the way we're doing it now through so much love, you know, our tagline is always from the heart at mm -hmm. Shine. Like it was like, if we're going to do this, we want to enjoy it. We want to do it right. Yeah. You know, we want to do it with intention seeped into everything that yeah. we're giving. So I want you to talk a little bit about that because there are people that won't be coming to Boulder anytime soon. And so when you walk into this restaurant, it just, it feels so warm and such like a strong community and you have these potions mm -hmm. that are filled with all different kinds of energy. Will you just sort of talk about that theme and how you bring that sort of light and energy into the restaurant? Sure. Beyond the food. So for one, when you walk in the restaurant, there's um, chakras. You could see the chakras up the middle of the restaurant, which someone made for us and it's, it, um, which is really beautiful. And, and, and for us, it, like we feel like whether people know it or not, it helps them connect yeah. to themselves. Nice. Um, and we have, you know, there's a beautiful tree painted on the wall, huge, takes up half the restaurant. So like the whole feeling of the place we want is like warm, inviting, like you said. Um, and we do put so much intention into the food as far as like sprouting and culturing and soaking all of our grains and our beans and all of that for digestion and using local meats and all of that stuff. Um, we also brew these really special potions. And what makes them special is theirs. They're all, um, they're brewed like teas. We have three different ones on the menu right now and they're all intention-based. So they're energetically curated. It, it also says on the bottle, for all that we put in this bottle is but a reflection of the power you already contain. And that's where you say, in other words, the magic is in you. Exactly. Which is so cool. I, I think that's amazing. And for people that want to bring a little bit of shine into the home, you guys just wrote a book. Yes. You, the three of you wrote a book. So the three of us wrote a lifestyle cookbook. Uh-huh. Um, it's by the Blissful Sisters. <laughs> and... That's myself, Jessica, Jill, and <laughs> right. Jennifer. And um, it's a lifestyle cookbook in the way of we go over things like morning routines and exercise and um, things about why whole foods, why fat is fabulous, the um, skinny on sweets. Like it's, oh, it's, so it's not just recipes. It's, it's not just recipes, okay, but it. there are over 100 recipes in the book as well. Okay. And a lot of how-tos, whether it's like how to sear fish or you know, um, sear chicken, that kind of stuff in order yeah. to have, and then it's how to sprout seeds and then how to culture certain vegetables. Like we have cultured salsa in there and cultured carrots and things of that nature. Yeah. So, um, it's a really beautiful cookbook yeah. and we're really excited about it. We're really proud of it. Is it available? Like, it's available anywhere? everywhere. Okay. You can get it on Amazon. You can get yeah. it in Barnes and Nobles. You can get it at your local bookstore. So it's it's everywhere. It's called Eat, Drink, Shine. Yay, Eat, Drink, Shine. I think that is so amazing. Here's what I love about this whole story is that 
you, you are so true to who you are in everything that you do, in your work, in your parenting, in your family. And I think that's what we all strive for is to have that root of who we are be integrated into every part of our lives. And I just think that's so amazing. So maybe asking you if there's an inspirational quote is trivial <laughs> yeah. because you, you've succeeded in so many Well, years. yes. Yeah. And it's still every day. It's a choice. It's you a know, choice. for yes. me, it's like, I'm like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, who do I want to be? Like, yeah. and if this is who I want to be, I'm like putting a stake in it and I'm claiming it for myself. Keep like I can do yourself. that. Oh yeah. Cause believe me, I can walk in from work and, you know, not be kind to my husband or like not want to deal with my kids. Right. I mean, just like anybody. And right. then I just, I catch myself yeah. more. And I think that's where the meditation comes in. I'm like, you know, I just, I'm able to just reflect and without judging yes. myself and that, well, that's at least what I'm trying to do. So. Yeah. And you remind yourself all the time why you're here and what you want your life to be about. And I think people forget that along the way to, you know, those simple questions of, you know, who do I want to be in this world and what do I want to contribute and what do I want my legacy to be and how yeah. can I best serve others? And I think, I think with really so much media and so much yeah. out there, you always feel like it has to be in this huge way that like, if everybody doesn't know my name, am I doing it? And it's like, yes, you are. Yes. You know, yeah. everything that we do matters. That's the other thing I always remember. It's like everything matters. Every thought, every word that comes out of our mouths, it really does matter. And it really does make a difference in your life and someone else's life. So that's your inspirational yeah. quote. It's by Jessica. It's <laughs> everything matters. It's true. Yes. Mm. You are such an incredible inspiration. Thank I'm so you. happy you were here today. Thank you. Thanks so much to Jessica and thank you all for listening. We look forward to sharing more inspiring stories next week. Jessica's book, Eat, Drink, Shine, is available everywhere. And don't forget to try Shine when you're in Boulder. Once again, if you have feedback or suggestions for guests, email us at patricia at meditationstudioapp.com. And don't forget to check out Meditation Studio App in the App Store. See you next time.